Welcome to Love, Words, and Poetry. This is Episode 12, Cross-Country Adventures. In the winter of 1982, we left New Jersey behind and moved to California. What I discovered rather quickly was that the geographical differences had an unwelcome effect on me, that the summers were brown and depressing. One of the first poems I had published after our move reflected this dislocation. This poem was published in the Lyric in the fall of 1995. 20th Century California Pioneer She carries her loneliness like a round stone, obstructing honest views of brown hills and fences with visions of woodland ferns so soft they whisper green. Silent birds startle the hot blue of the sky with a postcard of spring where violets appear in color so sharp and clear it burns. However, the love letters I will be reading today were written when we were still in New Jersey and embarking on our great adventure of falling more deeply in love and finding that we were able to meet any challenges, including geographical ones, together as a couple. In my letter, I wrote, My dearest Wes, reading your letter both yesterday and again today makes me feel really happy and special and very hopeful when I remember how much I resisted the realization that I would have to make some changes in order for us to grow closer, I feel especially amazed at how much you have already showed me that you are willing to make difficult changes for you. I know especially how hard it has always been for you to be openly affectionate, but already since our weekend you have changed so much and seem so relaxed about it, it makes me feel more relaxed and peaceful and loving with you all the time. I want to keep reaching out and touching you to reassure myself it's really you. I feel hopeful, just a little nervous, that we will be able to encourage each other to keep up our love letters and dialogues because we've both seen how much it means to us. I feel the time we dialogue is a really unique and treasured time. I feel very near to you. And after talking to you last night about how we could start praying together, I'm feeling much less embarrassment, almost excited, because I think that will help us grow in even more ways. Thank you, my lover, for showing me how you love me in all the big and little ways you do. Your lover who loves you so much, me. And Wes's letter, and in, in he wrote, Dearest Vicki, what I feel most about your willingness to change is great happiness, not so much because of any specific changes we've talked about, but because talking about them seems to make you so happy. I also feel expectant sort of like I did looking forward to a vacation, knowing that I would have a good time. I guess I'm a little bit apprehensive too, 
a little concerned that it's maybe all too good to believe that somehow we will slip back into our old habits. But mostly I feel, in a strange sort of way, relaxed. It's like a great weight has been lifted from my shoulders, worrying that we might be growing apart, worrying the most, I guess, that you would have a recurrence of your depression. Finally, I guess, in rereading your letter, I feel a renewed sense of us as a couple. I really felt that the married singles characterization was strikingly accurate. I really feel now much more conscious of us as a couple, working things out together. I love you so very much. Yours, Wes. Our person of the day is Gutson Borglum, the sculptor who envisioned Mount Rushmore. Work began on the project in 1927, and he was devoted to the work on the sculpture until his death in 1941, after which his son Lincoln put the finishing touches on what had been his father's major life's work. Our family took a motorhome trip to Minnesota with some other friends in 1990. They were our support couple when we began to write love letters every day. We stopped at Mount Rushmore, which impressed me so much that I wrote a poem about it. The poem won honorable mention in the 1996 Writer's Digest writing competition for rhyming poem and was later published in the Chaffin Journal in 2011. That will be the closing poem for this podcast episode. At Mount Rushmore, for Gutson Borglum, Sculptor. The faces we've seen in photographs rise above the flag-lined path, inevitable and immense. The mountain bones no longer raw, but burnished and brilliant in the green, dense frame of the Black Hills. We look and look and look again, our hunger more profound than awe. We see the dream of what we are, have been, could be, serene with years of silent eloquence. We cannot draw our eyes away. Lives were chiseled out in days of sharp-edged wind or insistent sun by men who carved in stone vernacular, the sculptor wielding dynamite and will to hew out this vast vision of the hills. As we learned through our daily love letters and dialogue, we were also creating an amazing vision of what our marriage could be. May you find the vision for your life that will carry you onward.